This is a Rooster Teeth production. Bonjour to all you Jacqueline. Slither on into the Stinky Dragon, partake in our latest potable. There's a snake in my booze. It's a mixture of basiliski and bourbon, bite berry bitters topped with lunging lime liqueur. One sip of this serpentine sauce, you'll be slicker than a flying snake oil salesman. Previously, our adventurers met a lucid Lord Lomish, sprinkled salt across Swampland, and boated back to Boulderay. But the entire town was draped in darkness and subjugated by shadowy assassins. Now it seems Inku, the queen of the Shadow Main, has invited the Infinites to Totora and teased to Bart that his parents are trapped in the Shadow Main. Cobble a cocktail, let's fall back into this fragrant fable. Inku sounds like a Ghibli villain, like we're about to enter like a Ghibli type. Ghibli? Ghib- mm. Ghibli? Ghibli? Can Ghibli? it go both ways? I've heard it both ways. There's one that's right, though. I just don't know which one it is. I've been to the Ghibli Museum. Ghibli. Did you have a sandwich with Dijonese uh, while you were there? Listen, that's a separate conversation for a separate time. But Dijonese does sound right. No, it is not. Yes, Dijonese. Dijonese sounds so dumb. You just made that up. Okay. So we're good. It's what I'm gathering. They both here. sound like names of a dog breed. It does. They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. We pick up our story with Bart. Hello. But not <laughs> But not where we last saw him. <gasps> what? Flashback. Bart, roll a perception check. Okay. Perceiving with my eyes. Perceiving the past. 18. It's good. It feels like you're snuggled up in a nice warm blanket. You open up your eyes and you see rays of sunshine cascading through a nearby window. You notice your body is shorter and less dense than usual, and your surroundings don't, don't look like Boulder Ray. Less dense. You're in a long, colorful room lined with small beds. Is this the orphanage you grew up in? You spot several windows around the room offering an idyllic view of a wooded pasture outside, and you see a single door at the southern end of the room. Bart's about to sing, the sun will come uh, out tomorrow. Could I go uh, <laughs> towards that door? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, you uh, walk up to the door and it appears to be uh, unlocked. And as you're approaching the door, you hear uh, the sound of a baby crying and fussing. If you need sound effects for that, by the way, I could do a baby cry. Let's get some Foley. (laughs) Oh, she's good at that. Um, That's I I hate it. There you go. We're so good at that. (laughs) Gus's ovaries have dried up. (laughs) You hear that. Whoa. <laughs> and then I realize it's coming from me. <laughs> um, where do I hear the baby coming from? It's somewhere on the other side of the door. You can't tell. Okay. Uh, let's go through the door. Yeah, you'll, you'll, the door's unlocked. It opens up. It leads out into a hallway. And I kick it gently. <laughs> you stub your toe. You take uh, one point of damage. Oh, no, 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 no. You're done. You're done. Damage is past damage. Yeah, you open up the door and you're able to pinpoint the sound a lot more precisely. It seems like the crying's coming from the next room over. All right. I and it's just, there's also a closed door there. Okay. Could I just quickly perceive if there's anything in this room that would give me, like, context for what's going on? In the room that you are... Currently that, in? You're currently, uh, that's what you rolled the perception check for. That's where you saw oh. the windows and gotcha. the little beds and everything. Well, let's uh, keep following the crying. Yeah. I assume you want to open this door? Yes. Okay. This door is also unlocked. It opens up to a long room filled with tree stump cribs. Oddly enough, they don't look like they're constructed. It looks like it's natural. 
Oh. Very cute. Every other crib seems to have a baby humanoid or creature sleeping soundly inside. And way at the far northern end of the room is where the crying is coming from. Let's go to the far northern end of the room. Uh, you get closer and you see that the crying seems to be coming from a crying baby half-orc with green skin and patchy black hair. It's horrifying. It's the ugliest thing you've ever seen in your whole life. <laughs> he's wearing a pointed hat that doesn't fit his head uh, and he looks like he's distraught. Do I see if there is a name uh, anywhere by the bed? No. Okay. Well, I have a theory, uh, obviously, of who this is, but um, <laughs> right, let's find out. Let's find out. Um, sorry, you said he, he oh, was crying, has a wearing hat. Yeah, this is, it's like a pointed hat that seems to be much too big for him. Okay, can I pick him up? Uh, yeah, why not? Make a let's say let's make a strength check. You are pretty small. <laughs> Am I smaller than yeah. the baby? Where Bart drops the baby <laughs> yeah. and then it On explains a lot. Thirteen. <laughs> Yeah, you're, he's very heavy for you, uh, okay. but you're able to uh, pick him up. Make a perception check. Ooh, 10. As you pick him up and, you know, you're struggling to hold him, it looks like he's looking past you at the ground. Oh, let me look down. What's that? What's on the ground? On the ground, you see a long, thick rock that he seems to be reaching towards. Boomba. Um, <laughs> let me Let me pick it up and hand it to the little baby. Sure. What would the baby do here? Uh, yeah, what would this mysterious baby do in this situation? Are you asking the group? I think no. yeah. No, I'm asking no. someone in particular. No. Put the wand in his mouth. It's not a wand. The rock. Put the rock in his mouth. That's cute. What do you think about that, Bart? Uh, I let it happen because Bart knows nothing about how to properly parent a baby. Mm. So he just goes, yeah, that seems appropriate. <laughs> well, he seems like uh, the crying subsided once you gave him the rock and he now has it firmly in his mouth for some <laughs> yeah. reason. I just, I, I pull it out for just a second to make sure it's not hurting his teeth. If he has teeth, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, no, he's still, uh, his mouth is just has gum gums in it. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> just gum gums. Okay. Uh, I kind of like gently pat him on the head and I go, good crying baby. Thank you for not crying anymore. <laughs> uh, do you start crying again, gum gum? Uh, maybe a cry of happiness. What does that sound like? But he's crying. Ah! <laughs> you should soothe the baby. I thought he is being soothed. I, I shoved the rock back in his mouth. <laughs> um, yeah, you put the rock back in his mouth. And uh, as you do that, you know, his hat slips down and you see a little slip of paper tucked into the brim. Oh. Well, let me take the paper out and see what's on it. Uh, yeah, you pull the paper out and it says gum gum. Oh, gum gum. I feel like that's a fitting name. Because that's all you're going to have after sucking on this rock for the next couple of years. Going to need some braces, braces. Yeah. Uh, make me, actually, make me a, let's call another perception check. Ah, yes. 25. Wow. You see nearby on one of the windowsills that there's a, a toy recorder that's been left out. It's similar to the one that you've been practicing with in your free time. All right. Let's go investigate this thing. I put the, make sure the baby's in the crib, not about to fall out. Yeah, the cribs are very specifically molded so that uh, they hold the baby very securely. Okay. Uh, I want to go check out this recorder. Yeah, it seems like it's a cheaply made recorder that's stamped out, probably made, you know, in large batches for use by children to learn how to play instruments. You don't know if you've ever used this particular one. You know that there's a bunch around the orphanage. But, you know, Gum Gum looks like he's getting pretty sleepy. Do you think maybe uh, you want to play him a song or a lullaby or anything? Yeah. Uh, what time of day is it? It's uh, afternoon. Okay. I guess babies do take naps. So yeah, let me play him a let me play him a little ditty on this recorder. Hot cross buns, I assume, because that's what every kid learns. <laughs> 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 gum 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 g
goes the sun. Gum, gum. Fall asleep. Gum, gum. Never heard a baby snore. This is the first song that uh, Bart's ever written and sung to someone else. It's a Bart original. Original. As you are singing the song and uh, Gum Gum begins creepily snoring for some reason, (laughs) a small budding flower begins to slowly grow out of the crib. Uh, Its petals form the shape of a heart. Aww. (laughs) And Bart goes, wow, is that for me? (laughs) Bart, you rub your eyes because you can't believe what you're seeing. And then you wake up. You see you're lying at the bottom bunk of your bed in your shared quarters with Gum Gum at the Infinite Headquarters. What? Uh, Gum Gum, I just, I just remember the first time we met. Well, Gum Gum's not in here at the moment. Never mind, I'm talking to myself again. (laughs) You do sit up in bed and see everything is as it should be. The sectional, the big screen televisage, a mural of you as a prince, and Gum Gum's table of magical artifacts and maps. Oh man, I forgot that we made this room. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, the little performer area of the room, right? Little stage. Mm -hmm. Okay, excellent. Exactly as you left it. Yes. Because we haven't been back. (laughs) Y'all have been busy. So is this present day? Yeah, you think so. The memories start coming back to you. You remember encountering the Inku and the Shadrao just yesterday. You feel like it's the day after. Okay. In fact, all of you are waking up. It's morning. It's the day after. You all are in, are in your respective uh, rooms Except at Infinite Headquarters. Long rest. Except uh, for Gum-Gum? No, not Gum-Gum. He's not there. Gum-Gum, you're outside. Can't see anything. You woke, you woke up early. I woke up early? Yeah. So we're we're back at the headquarters. Yeah. I guess this place is not, like, shrouded in darkness? Well, didn't we take care of those guys at the end of the last one? No, we, we got I think the, dar- the darkness still exists, does it not? No, the darkness is now gone. Oh. You remember that after giving you their ultimatum, the uh, Shadrao disappeared and the darkness disappeared with them. Hmm. Uh, actually, everyone go ahead and make a perception check. You got it. <laughs> Me too. Everyone. Yeah, yeah, sorry, everyone. Um, I rolled a 15. Eight. 21. Yeah, 19. Okay. It's because Gum Gum's outside. Yeah, Gum <laughs> Gum, <laughs> the, the reason you're outside is the source of what everyone else is hearing at this point. Uh, everyone hears the sounds of uh, like banging of hammers and wood and saws, and it sounds like construction is going on. Mm. It's what stirred you from your sleep, Gum Gum. I heard bang bangs. <laughs> uh, Mud casts the Dwarven Stone of Bread and casts Darkness and goes back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you have Darkness? That bread thing that casts uh, Darkness in like an area. And, uh, yeah, it's just an item I have. And also makes the smell of bread emanate wherever mm, it is. Everyone smells fresh-baked bread emanating mm. from Mud's room. Good, I just farted. I need something to mask it. <laughs> um, could I go looking for gum gum? Sure. Uh, you open up the door to your quarters, and there's, you know, remember there's that common room where all the quarters branch off of, and gum, that's where gum gum is standing. So, yeah, you find it pretty quick. Gum gum, I just had the, uh, the craziest dream. I remembered the first time we met. Yeah, but was it? I don't remember. <laughs> you probably don't remember because you were very small. Um, but it was at the orphanage. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I made sure you had your boomba so you could fall back asleep. That's nice. You still do that. <laughs> and you still suck on it. <laughs> gum gum has the boomba in his mouth when you come out. His teeth are just really racked. Kybor yeah. <laughs> comes out, and then uh, he says, "Has anybody seen Doctor Ahem or any other Boulderians around?" You all uh, have not seen Dr. Ahem since the previous day. Since the previous day. Mm. Okay. 
Mud gets up and goes towards the noise that he's hearing outside and investigates what's making all that noise. Mud's awake now. Because no one has addressed it and Mud's <laughs> upset he's not sleeping. So he goes outside. A very cranky Mud shoves his way past you. What's all that racket? <laughs> Who's hammering this early in the in morning? In swamp. Well, you make your way up to the ground. I think just yelling Scottishness now just sounds yeah. like Mike Myers. Okay. <laughs> You make your way up to the ground floor and head outside to find Boulderay in shambles. You see Dr. Ahem and Meld are talking to each other right outside the headquarters. You see them both nod and Dr. Ahem says, Then it's settled. We'll get started right away. And he turns to see you all. Ah, perfect timing. Good morning, Infinites. As you can see, Hinku's assassins, the Shadrao, left us in quite the wake of destruction. Fortunately, Mayor Brink is leading the charge in repairs with his construction company. What a good guy. Yeah, what a solid guy. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, Real wait, friend wait. of the no, no, Stop that, stop that. <laughs> he has a construction company and he's the mayor. He's profiting <laughs> while still in office. We should hold him accountable. <laughs> Impeachment, He got elected on the platform of building the boulderway. Remember the boulderway, boulderway? I didn't this realize was, I would have voted his, for him. This the was his, his big know. infrastructure improvement platform. Well, I, I didn't the boulderayans wanted this. But Brink, I didn't know that he owned the construction company. He made it very clear in his campaign. Brink doesn't know this, but uh, Kyborg actually has a head of cabbage in his uh, room that he thinks will last longer than uh, Brink does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. It's a British politics joke. Well, <laughs> Thank you for pointing it out. Uh, Meld chimes in. Yes, we're very lucky no one was seriously injured. But I'm afraid there is more bad news. Uh, just before you all arrived yesterday. Tell us the good news first. <laughs> well, I didn't say there wasn't any good news. Just make up good news right now. Go, go, go. The good news is that no one was seriously injured. Oh, oh yeah. All right, tell us the bad news, doctor. Well, Meld. The bad news is just before you all arrived yesterday, I received a report from Meld Beta back in Urbloom via the Sending Stone. Hugh Manor, my father, has escaped from his prison cell. <clears throat> Did he not get eaten? I thought he was dead. Remember, oh, there was a separate time. There was a separate timeline oh, with Meld. No, That's why she said no. she was talking to Meld Beta. What happened to the T Rex? T Rex was in a separate timeline. You're correct. He, oh yeah. no, they, they killed the T Rex. They're extinct. <laughs> well, for many years now. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. But shockingly, my father, Hugh Manor, ugh, has escaped from his prison cell. But evidently, he didn't break out per se. The guards just said he vanished into thin air. He bring out. Vanished. Dr. Ahem continues. Yes, yes, that's most distressing. Therefore, with the attack on the town, the looming threat of Ingu and Hugh Manor on the loose, I have called for assistance from friends across Faza, and that's where you all come in. Are we not your friends? Of course we're friends, Bart, but we need help. Oh. oh. And that's why I have jobs for you. Oh. Wait, are there infinites, but from like other areas, like other versions of infinites? Well, there's the other gods, but surely you don't want to call them. No. Are they good? No, we fought oh. them. <laughs> so yeah, Dr. Ahem starts addressing each of you uh, individually. Kyborg? The most handsome of the group. Yes, go ahead. I need you to head to the southern gate and offer reception to a much-needed friend and help Brink with some repairs around town. I'm a receptionist now, and I'm helping it's Brink? It's a very special VIP whose help we need. Uh, I'm a so, bodyguard. So we're sending our most charismatic individual to go meet. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's saying I'm a bodyguard. Is this right? No, you're reception. You're receiving someone new. Tell me I'm a bodyguard and I'll do it. You are welcoming them to... And I won't, won't second-guess it. Uh, oh, good God. <laughs> 
can you sing uh, a Whitney Houston song for me? <laughs> he did not get that reference at all. There's a blank look on on Blaine's face. I think face. he's just trying to think of a Whitney Houston song. I think it's uh, no, how about. Micah, you can keep you that can in. There's no way that. we'll get copyright on that. <laughs> uh, we'll deal with these one at a time. Uh, sure, Kaiborg, you're, you're a bodyguard. Yes. Okay, cool. Cool. I accept. Okay. <laughs> and, I, and I noticed that uh, Dr. Ahem rolls his eyes as he says that. <laughs> All right. So uh, I assume you rush down to the southern gate to uh, guard some bodies. Uh, how I wanted to hear what everybody else is doing. Just Wonder so where to do these one at a time. Okay. I'll go do your job. Fine, fine. I leave. I kick him on the butt. Yeah, you, uh, you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you dodge it. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> Dexterity. Just roll a d20, add your proficiency and your strength modifier. Is this a saving throw that I'm making? Just a dexterity check. 18. I think mud gets 20. you. Yeah. Oh my butt. Yeah, mud, mud kicks your butt. Yes. <laughs> Uh, all, right, all right, yeah, you, uh, with a little extra speed, courtesy of mud, uh, <laughs> you make your way down to the southern gate, uh, and find it closed in front of you. Oh, oh, so we're just continuing on with me for a yes. bit. Yes. Okay, I keep saying this. Uh, 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 door. Slide a hand. Door. Slide a hand. No, no. I open the door. There you go. There you go. You open the gate. Yeah. <laughs> Micah's head is on the table. I open the gate. <laughs> you open the gate to find a gargantuan purple worm sitting uh, outside the gate. How gargantuan is it? Smarsh. Yeah, you know, you recognize your old friend Smarsh, who says, uh, Smarsh, help. Yes, Smarsh. Uh, we gotta protect someone. Uh, we're bodyguards now. Maybe you're protecting Smarsh. Wait, are you? Do I protect you, Smarsh? I'm just gonna point out, guys. He didn't hear a single thing you said. Apparently about the not. Job. Apparently <laughs> he not. Heard, all he heard was you said something, and he yelled, <laughs> "Do I get to be a bodyguard?" <laughs> and that's all that's gone through his little head. <laughs> Who are you talking about? <laughs> uh, Brink walks up to you and says, "All good. You found each other." Uh, make yourself useful and help get some lumber for the boulder ray repairs. I'll do it, but it's only because I get to hang out with Smarsh and we're, I want to bond with him, not because you told me to bring Tussler. Smarsh, help! Yeah! <laughs> All right, that's the spirit. Okay, I, uh, I mount Smarsh and then we go off to get wood. Yeah, how do you think, how would you and Smarsh best accomplish that, do you think? Uh, gathering lumber? Yeah. Is it already cut, or do we need to do it ourselves? No, you gotta do it yourself. You gotta go out, you gotta go out to the woods, uh, to the southwest, and, uh, cut some trees down. Smarsh is like, well, he's subterranean, so I think he could just go beneath and can cut the roots, and then the trees would fall over. Yeah. Yeah. And then he'll do that, and then... And that's it. That's it. <laughs> what are you going to do to help? Yeah, then how are you going to gather them up? Then it's like, we got a bunch of trees falling over. Shoot, let me look at my skills. I have a... Uh, yes? <laughs> how are you whispering into his headphones? <laughs> that makes it so they bind all together. Something about binding together is all I heard on that. It was like out of a cartoon, like the... Binding together. Pepsi. No. Yeah, I have like grasping arrow and I got rope. I could like probably... I also got seeking arrow. You like shoot an arrow Ish. and like gather them up and let Smarsh pull them or something? Yeah, maybe I shoot. Okay, so I, I establish a zone in which we're going to take down the trees in said zone. First of all, I go around, I knock on each tree, right? I'm yelling, I'm making sure all the squirrels and all the birds are out. <laughs> uh, and I want to make sure that uh, Fred didn't get out and that Dr. Hem has been taking care of him. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. That would have so, been established. They're they're in the in the stable. That's once fine. we make a bunch of hooting and hollering and clearing out all the little wildlives, uh, and then I go and I check to make sure there's any birds' nests, and if there are, I by hand relocate them to other trees. Make a perception check. <laughs> perception check. That is perception check. Eighteen. Oh yeah, I was hoping you rolled a one. I was gonna tell you there were no birds in this forest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you find one. plenty of birds' nests and he, um, move them yourself manually. Does he perhaps find a bat that sounds like Robin Williams? <laughs> no, there are no bats that sound like Robin okay, Williams. Just curious. While well, he's there. cutting down trees in this forest, just want to make sure. Don't no. get that reference. Anyways, uh, once that once the wildlife is cleared, uh, then I I with my old you know I was like a wood elf, right? So I wrap. You a are rope. a wood elf. I, I was. You know, I was raised <laughs> in the woods, so I, I I tie a knot and then I just get a ton of rope, and I basically like in the area that we're going to be cutting down, tie the trees together. That way, when Smarsh drops them, they can all fall oh. and they and stay together, grouped together. Nice. And then I'm going to just kind of wrangle Smarsh to uh, help me bundle them. Make uh, an animal handly check to see if you're able to wrangle Smarsh successfully. Smarsh, I should have advantage on this, right? 17. Oh, yeah, it's no problem. Smarsh uh, seems to grasp what you're doing and is very enthusiastic about it and helps him. It seems like it would be a ton of work, but luckily with Smarsh's help, uh, you make very quick work of it and get it all done. Smarsh does help. Yeah, Smarsh helps. Smarsh helps. Yeah. Smarsh strong. And then, and then I go around... And I plant seeds where the trees once were. Seeds where do you get the seeds from? The trees that I just downed. They have acorns and such, right? Mm. Yeah, I just dump all those in all the holes. I've played Minecraft. They drop seeds okay. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Look Minecraft, at you. Very true to form. A sustainable uh, clearing of the forest here. He used to be a wood elf. <laughs> yeah. What are you now? <laughs> Castle elf. Oh. <laughs> elf. He's describing elves like an indoor-outdoor pet. <laughs> My house elf. <laughs> no watch one, out for Santa. No one give him a sock. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Make a nature check for me. Okay. Ooh. 17. Okay, yeah. You managed to successfully plant the seeds and uh, do it all correctly. You are still in touch with your wood elf origins. You uh, gather up all the wood and make sure that more than an equal amount of trees are replanted to replenish the forest. Yes. And none of the animals are mad at you because you rolled very well. <laughs> and I speak to them in their language and I go. They don't understand anything he's saying. Shh. Let me handle this. <laughs> That's terribly offensive. Yeah. <laughs> he's just swearing at them. He doesn't realize it. <laughs> it's like that scene in Emperor's New Groove where uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Kronk yeah. can, <laughs> can speak to the chipmunk. Squeak him, squeak him, squeak him, squeak him. All right. Uh, do you head back to uh, town with this? Uh, I mean, is there anything else out there? Do I perceive any, like, I, while I'm out there, I might as well bolster the defenses of, uh, the Infinite HQ. I mean, do I see any, like, holes in the... Uh, I mean, yeah, there's, there are, you know, plenty of holes. The town is messed up, but, you know, there is active construction happening. Okay. Trying to, uh, make all of these repairs. Uh, I make a mental note to, and then I want to relay this to Dr. Ahem later. That way we have all of our spaces secure. Sure. And then I head back with uh, with uh, Smart. Yeah, you uh, come back with your bountiful amount of lumber, mm-hmm. and Brink seems very happy to see Smarsh uh, and you. Oh, welcome back. Uh, yeah, this will definitely help. Smarsh, I'm giving you a promotion. You are now Boulder Ray's town guard. You're going to be in charge of patrolling and protecting the borders of Boulder Ray. Smarsh guard. <laughs> I, I give Smarsh a nice big pat. Well done. You deserved it. I know that Brink Tussle was trying to give me a rise out of me, but I'm, I'm so proud of you, Bro Smarsh. You grew up so big. Papers. What? He wants your papers. 
What does that mean? He's guard. He's, he's, he's running. He's working as guard. He's he's the guard saying oh, papers, please. I hope he didn't bring any uh, foreign fruit <laughs> yeah. into this place. Have you touched livestock? Smart choice. All right, yeah, excellent job. Uh, Smarsh begins his job as town guard uh, very, very happily. I like the mental image of Smarsh somehow delicately holding a tiny little stamp in his mouth <laughs> so, that, so he can approve. <laughs> While all this is going on at the same time, but will you please head to the northern gates and receive Captain Marge? She's here? Indeed. The Jebediah should be docked at the northern shores. <sighs> All right, I'm on the mission, and I head north. Okay, yeah, you head north to the northern gates, and yeah, you find Captain Marge there. Ah, Barty boy! Uh, so formal, you usually call me Bucko Bart. Bucko Bart! Uh. <laughs> Barty boy's <Captain>? formal? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to report we recently visited New Valros. It was under attack by ruthless creatures we've never seen before. Ah, oh, we've seen them. Have you? Maybe. <laughs> what did you see? We've been to New Valros before. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you actually uh, met Captain March there. She's the one who gave you a ride mm-hmm. back over to Boulderay. Are there new creatures attacking? Oh, yes. Oh, what kind What kind of creatures? These creatures call themselves the Anarchs. They yeah. appear red and misty, constantly twisting and flailing about. Uh, it must be hard to fight them. Oh, it is very. And we did our best. But every time we employed a new strategy, they changed tactics on us. What uh, What seemed to do the, the job if you did manage to take any of them down? What kind of... Uh... Oh, we didn't. Oh. Naive and goddess Andy has to lead the Valrossians and Ishbion into the ethereal plane. Oh. It's not a permanent solution, but it's keeping them safe for now. We barely escaped the shores before the entire city was decimated. That's when we received word to regroup in Boulderang with Dr. Hem and hear his plan of attack. Mm. What creatures did you see? Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> but they also, also, they weren't red and misty, but they were yellow and blobby. Ew. Yeah, the amnusias. Ah, yes. Have you heard of those before? Never encountered them, but have heard of them. Uh, probably have to ask you questions every now and then just to make sure you're not one of them. <laughs> don't take it personally. <laughs> oh, they can impersonate? Yeah. Just do a secret handshake, Bart. All right, here we go. A one and a two and a one, two, three. Up high, down low, in the middle, too slow. Left, right, jazzing. Ah, money shot. Don't leave me hanging. Eat my shorts. <laughs> That's our secret signal. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys made it out of there, uh, you know, mostly unscathed. Yeah, it was tough, but we did it. We're a hearty crew. What are they doing here? What the heck happened? I thought we were winning. Seems like uh, <laughs> everyone's under attack and like everything that we've done is being undone. We don't have all the gems and there's yeah. still that, uh, the, the big bad guy and, uh, and, and, Trupa. and Trupa. There you go. Yeah. We're in Trupa. Well, what are you, uh, <laughs> what are you guys doing back here then? We answered the call from Dr. Rahem to regroup here and figure out how to counterattack and get back to New Valros. Well, I'm glad you're here. Glad to be part of the crew once again. Arrgh. He salutes. What was your job on the uh, on the uh, ship again? I think I was the helmsman. All I remember is what I did. I don't I remember anything. I was the rope doctor. You, I was the real doctor. That's right. Yeah, I think I was like... You were the helmsman. Yeah. I, I think, think I was the helmsman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were yeah. steering and stuff. You really. work hard, you play hard. Arrgh! Yeah, I was the helms- helmsman. She tosses you yeah. a silver piece. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Money, please. Is Marge Mom? Uh, I mean... I guess not technically. Okay, because you because the people that came and attacked said that your parents yeah. are in trouble. But Marge, my... but Marge isn't actually like a no, biological I, mama. I, I essentially like grew up on this pirate ship. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, yeah. pseudo mom. Yeah. Yes, it's my favorite Pokemon. Pseudo mom. <laughs> Do you have anything else you <laughs> yeah, want to you, know. you want to ask Marge about or talk about? 
How's, uh, how's the weather out there? <laughs> What's a, how big of a crew are you coming with? Oh, we have a full complement. The Jebediah is packed and ready to go. Excellent. We need all the help we could get. Arr. All right. Well, I guess. Uh, <laughs> do uh, I guess do I bring Captain Marge and the crew back? Yeah, you you, know, you take Captain Marge back, um, back to see uh, Doctor Ham. Okay. Yeah, while uh, Bart is off heading to the northern gates, and Kyborg is heading to the southern gates. Mud, I need you to make your way to the Bouldery Brig, which is formerly the Immerse Gateway. You need to find Sorto. He's been spending a lot of time there lately. You should talk to him about the Bramble Box. I think he will find it intriguing, maybe even hopeful. God, what was the Bramble Box? The thing that you could uh, build that would trap souls inside of it. It's what Sludge was trapped in until he got released. Okay. Maybe that's a version of what right? Sorto's in. Well, the Bramble Box. No, Bramble Box of the Briar Orb. Cor- the Briar Orb is what he was trapped in. Oh. The Bramble Box is different. Do you want to remind them, John, if you have it in front of you? A wooden box made from briarwood with a needle-covered tree carved into it can only be opened by the Bramble Crack but bloodline. <laughs> Buttline. <laughs> the Bramble Crack bloodline. Oh, so Clay can open it. Oh, oh, oh. oh too soon. Uh, oh, it's got a white seed and a small scroll <laughs> inside of it with instructions to plant and cultivate into a briarwood tree. And... The seed will eventually sprout and grow direct under the moonlight. Oh, it drops it drops the orbs. Yes. Okay. So I need oh I need a plant. I want to plant the tree. So I go down to the brig and uh-huh. I bring gumbo. Oh, uh, mud and gumbo. You head over to the brig, which was, like I said, formerly the immersed gateway. And uh, the air doesn't feel moist like it once did. The circular room is filled with jail cells, each unique from the other. One is open with frigid air pouring out. You see Sordo inside. It looks like he's next to someone that's laying down. He's in a jail cell that's got cold air flowing out of it? Yeah, the door's open. Yeah, but there's cold air flowing out? And there's someone on the ground? Yeah. I I investigate who's on the ground. It's his dwarven body that's that's on ice. Is Archie? Yeah, it's the body of Archie. It's on ice in the uh, oh, in the cell. He's he's preserving it. And across uh, in one of the other cells, you spy uh, Paralite, <gasps> uh, and her cell is glowing with purple sangria night. Wait, like the real Paralite? Mm-hmm. Gumbo starts growling. Wait, you all uh, caught her. Yeah, and brought her back. Yeah, I didn't realize she was right night. That's she's allergic to. Yeah, it's so. like that's it's why it's like, keeping it's her. It's like holding Superman in a kryptonite prison. Oh, okay. exactly. Yeah. Still like, here's your cancer cell. I guess I don't know. <laughs> He's the a Gene- bad guy. <laughs> the Geneva Convention might have something to say about it, but that's in a different plane. Yeah. What? Uh, okay. <laughs> I approach Sordo. He seems a little startled, like, oh, 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 hello, Mud. Uh, hey, Sordo. Um, Sordo. Um, hey, Sordo. Uh, have we quite figured out how to get you into your body yet? Not yet, but I've been sitting here trying to analyze all the possibilities, and I still haven't yet come up with a solution. Do you even recall how you got into the orb that you're in right now? I was placed here through magics by Entropa. Oh, that's right. And Dr. Ahem has not figured out how to reverse that, I assume. Correct. That's a bummer. Yeah, I, I really miss my body. <laughs> it's worse right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look. <laughs> Do you? I think uh, you already I, have an inspiration. I, I was going to give you one. That's, that's really funny. Um, well, I'd love to try to help if there's anything I can do. Dr. Ahim said you acquired an item that might be of help with this? Oh, that, yeah, it actually might. I have um, a seed that needs planted that could uh, bear fruit that might help. Mm. Yeah, would you mind showing it to me? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Says John, distrusting uh, Gus. Um, yeah, I pull out the bramble box and I open it up and I show him the seed. Interesting. Perhaps we should try playing it together. 
I think we should. It's got a few specific instructions on how to plant it, and I am not stalling at all while I find the instructions. I've, I've got them in front Step of me. Step one! <laughs> speak to the sea in its native tongue, which I have. Whisper words of encouragement and nourishment. I go up to it and I go, you're the baddest bitch ever. <laughs> <laughs> but, we, but we believe out what I said. <laughs> okay. And then I carefully plant the seed in loamy soil. Hey, Sorto, do you know what loamy soil is? <laughs> it's like a rich, fertile soil. Yes, all right. Uh, second question. Do you happen to know when the next full moon is, perhaps? Mm, not for a while. It's definitely a couple weeks away. Don't you have access to a demiplane where a full moon... I'm really appreciating how much you know my inventory more than me. Have <laughs> I ever said that, Sorto? <laughs> yes, I in fact have the thing that I knew at the time was where I was going to plant it. Would you like to go me to? Yes, me to? I All would right. love to go. We go into the, uh, my... What is it? Uh, cloak of Secluded Garden. Oh. This mm. is what happens when you give me too many items in one arc. All right, you all heard it. Uh, no more items for anyone. Oh, <laughs> you ruined it for the whole class. <laughs> if you need a spare hand, Parallel, it's happy to help. Yeah. It's like the one kid in class being like, uh, teacher, you left the map up on the board yeah. during this geography test. One time when we were in third grade, the bell rang and our teacher wasn't there and there was no substitute. And I went to the office to tell them we didn't have a teacher <sighs> and everyone in the class tried to stop me. Yep. So if, you ever, if you're ever curious, if I've ever if I've been a, a stick in the mud my entire life, uh, <laughs> your answer's right there. I went to the office and I was like, um, "Excuse me, principal, we don't have a teacher." Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I remember. Um, actually, I got really good at asking questions at the end of class so that the teacher would get distracted and not assign homework. <laughs> and and the, like kids would be like, "Do the thing," and I'd be like, "Okay." <laughs> do the thing. Okay, yeah. Uh, so you open up your cloak. You activate it. Yes. <laughs> Trying to find something that would be fun to. Uh... Oh, okay, yeah. I was trying to figure out something. Um, Cause there's a instruction here that says I have to, there's a command that I have to have with it. And so I uh, I, I say my command, uh, sase bone. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It means that's good. Uh. <laughs> um, and yeah, so we go in there and we're in there. Okay. The space is not huge, about 50 by 50 feet, but it's comfortable. It's not like it's tight or anything. How do you set, so the light, the temperature, humidity, it's all altered by you. Like what, how do you want this environment to be? I want to, to mimic um, the bayou mm-hmm. as much as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, humid, uh, humid. <laughs> humid, damp, damp, muggy. Muggy, uh, just ripe for, for, for greenery. Mm-hmm. It really does feel just like home. And the soil is uh, magical. It seems very rich in minerals. Not like minerals you could mine, but like minerals yeah, yeah, that yeah. help plants grow. I, uh, I look at Gumbo and I go, all right. Dig and I make Gumbo make a little hole for Ooh. the Ooh, Gumbo begins digging. He digs past multiple truffles, tossing them to the side. I take him and eat him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you have a, a pretty good sized hole very quickly. All right, I plant the seed. Was there anything else I had to do? Let me look, see if there any more instructions. Step uh, three. Carefully plant the seed in loamy soil under a full moon. I make sure it's a full moon oh, in yeah. my thing. Um, and I have to dampen the soil with a mixture of water and ground, oh, coffee berries, basically. Arabica. Arabica. I don't know if I have. Hey, Sorto, where did we hold out the coffee? I think you were given coffee. Yeah, you have coffee. I think you do. It was when we were stealing it from Pius Pass. Yeah, and don't uh, you have like special coffee that's like a... No, I have the special salt, but I do have coffee. Yeah, you were you were given coffee. I remember that. Okay, and I do that. Is um Oh, could Sorto, would you mind uh, watching the tree for me? If you don't mind watching my body. Deal. Okay. All right, can I just bring the body in here? Well, that's not a nice though. 
Could I make a part of the place on ice? I think the... And does it have it, to be the whole place? I think it all place? has to be the entire thing. Yeah, it has to be the entire... Okay, I'll place. watch the body. Okay, come go and do okay. cast some dumb mice wizard spell. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you plant a seed, and as you're talking with Sordo, you know, you work all this out, and you turn back and look at it, and you see that a small sapling has already started to grow. Yay! Oh, wow. That was rather quick, wasn't it? Uh, it's a bit quick. I wonder if it's supposed to be that Yeah, quick. it's like three times the speed of a normal... Growth. It is. It will grow up to birds, blossoms, and leaves will appear. Blah, 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 blah. It doesn't say that. I think, I think you're talking up. about the dimension that you're in. Yeah, the dimension. Isn't it? Is that sort of his new body? Let's Are we talking like uh, Ant Man quantum level uh, <laughs> uh, rules here? I, I, I was thinking more Dragon Ball Z, but. <laughs> no, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that? No. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. All right. Where did I get that from? Oh, oh, oh. The soil in this space is magical and rich in minerals, which causes plants and trees to grow three times as fast. I knew that, there was a three times. Wow. Yeah, that's say that in the description? Am yeah. I just, am I, just completely I think not. I even said that. I just forgot. Micah had to, had to I send me the message. I remembered it. Yeah. Or a piece of it, at least. Yeah. There it is. Sorry. I, I, was, I, I glossed over. Yep. Also Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. <laughs> also Dragon Ball Z. Obviously. Dragon, Dragon My favorite Ball. D&D campaign. Uh, so you only leave Sordo in here, not Gumbo. You take Gumbo with you? Yeah, I take Gumbo. Okay. Yeah, you exit your personal space. You exit your secluded garden, and uh, you're back in the icy jail cell. I say, ça c'est bon, and bring the cloak back to myself. So it's, it's sort of trapped in there? Mud, as you speak your command word and the cloak turns back to normal, Sordo's spear shoots out of the cloak and hits the jail cell wall. <gasps> well, I guess I can't stay in there after all. I'm just going to take a little nap here. From across the way, Paralyte asks, So, did you kill him? Shut up. No, <laughs> no talking, prisoner. <laughs> Wait, what's your problem? Well, you went in there with Sordo and came back by yourself. It's, it's going to come as a surprise to you, I'm sure, but not all of us want to kill each other constantly. Mm. She just stares at you with deep black eyes. I stare back. Mm. She begins rubbing the disfigured half of her face. Ooh. <laughs> Ew. I, I giggle. So what's going on in the world? Everything's fine. We're, everything's in con- under control, and you've caused nothing. Sounds like a lot of construction out there. Yes, they're building up the city. Up? Hmm. Because it is doing so well, and the economy is in such a good place that that business is booming. Make a deception. And I, I billow my cloak. <laughs> Make a deception check. Billow your cloak. <laughs> But it's a charisma check, right? Yeah, it is. So I get advantage because I build my cloak. Oh, you and your cloak of many colors. 11. Oh, yeah. 12. 12. She rolls a 19 on her insight. Mm. Dang. Yeah, that doesn't sound very likely. But then Gumbo rolls for deception. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, no, no, no. That's adorable. Well, don't forget, if you need any help with whatever's going on, I can clean up any messes you left. Um, Mud's read a lot of... Uh, folklore books that are illustrated and knows that it never works out when you team up with the villain to do things. She says, that's why I didn't team up with you. <laughs> I didn't say that. Oh, okay. Just, that's my internal <laughs> okay. monologue. Shots fired. And Gumbo starts chuffing at her. <laughs> Ooh, how does that sound? It's, I, <laughs> back, Gumbo. Back. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, like pseudo holding him back and just letting him like, like, <laughs> 
All right. Is there anything else you need to get done down here? I um, I make a, a hand gesture that is only offensive to the bramble crack people. Mm. Um, I won't describe it right now right, for right. our audience, but it's a hand gesture that really that to to show her how I feel. Oh, and I leave your shorts. <laughs> Incredibly offensive. Can you show it to us because we can see it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we won't describe it. It's that's a secret for oh. the bramble crack people. I can't people. believe you did that. Whoa! <laughs> wow. Oh, both hands are getting used. Now. <laughs> Yikes! Whoa. <laughs> Hail and well met, Stinky Dragon patrons. Just a reminder to head over to at Stinky Dragon Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, where you can watch animatic videos, puppet videos, and other fun D&D content. Plus, the first two soundtracks of the show are now available on your favorite music streaming platforms, composed by Micah Reisinger, which include the character songs for Mud and Gum Gum. Also want to give a shout out to our Stinky Dragon subreddit and Discord community for all the work they've been doing on building a wiki page for the show. You can find it at stinkydragon.fandom.com. It's folks like these that post on social media using hashtag StinkyDragonPod uh, that we uh, name NPCs in the show after them. What kind of NPCs you might be asking? Well, uh, Lizard the Knoll Witherlings, named after at Elistat. Melkins the Knoll Witherling, uh, named after at Maddie the Giant. Uh, Talon the Prickup, uh, named after at Talentardis. Maddie the Prickup, named after at Magical Madoka. And Val the Prickup, named after at V Stymac. The holidays are right around the corner. One of the first things that comes to mind for me is holiday shopping. I'm sure it probably comes to mind for you too. Most of the time it's fun, but when it comes to shopping for folks like, you know, my parents, it's such a struggle to find a meaningful gift they'll actually love. And I mean, I mean, they're my parents. I'm sure you feel the same way, right? The least you can do is get them a nice gift. Well, our new sponsor, Aura Frames, uh, has just about the perfect solution for holiday gift giving this year. If you're anything like me, you probably take about a million photos only to let them sit on your phone or get lost in your files. With Aura Frames, you can put all your photos from the random camera roll pics to high-res wedding photos onto one beautiful frame. Named the best digital picture frame by Wirecutter, The Strategist, and more, Aura is nothing like digital frames from a decade ago. Every Aura frame is thoughtfully designed to fit any decor style with stunning HD display, unlimited storage, and super easy setup, and no fees. All you have to do is connect your Aura frame to Wi-Fi, use the free Aura app to add endless pics and videos from anywhere in the world. The whole process just takes a couple of minutes. It was actually super fast to set up. Aura frames make easy, meaningful holiday gifts, especially for hard to shop folks in your life. Give yourself the gift of time. Check off a few of those names on your list a little early. From now through Black Friday and Cyber Monday, our listeners get up to $50 off Aura's best-selling carver mat frames. Just go to AuraFrames.com tails. That's A-U-R-A frames.com tails. These are Aura's lowest prices ever, so get yours now before they sell out. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's AuraFrames.com slash tails. All right. While all of that is going on, Gum Gum, uh, you're also assigned a task. Hi. Gum Gum, I require assistance from you with something in my lab. We're trying to split an atom. (laughs) I have these coloring books and they need to be filled. (laughs) Can I meet you tomorrow? (laughs) We are meeting up with Meld, Atten, and Dance for a special assignment. Would you mind accompanying me to my lab now? Yes, sir. Okay, and I start walking up north. So, uh, Gum Gum, you and Dr. Ahem begin making your way to the lab. And when you enter the lab, in the center of the stone room is Meld and Atten and Dant, just like Dr. Ahem said. And they're tinkering with none other than the valet. Remember valet, Dr. Ahem's uh, automaton assistant that you all fought once when you were first doing your training? Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hi. Who do you say hi to? I guess valet and, and the others. Hi, hi, uh, hi, uh, and <laughs> hi. Uh, Meld, Atten, and Dant all seem a little startled, but valet does not move. Dr. Ahem says, We've been working on a project to convert Valet into something more useful. 
an armored suit that will protect me and offer additional mobility. Cool. Who need a mecha, Doctor Ahem? But we need your help, Gum Gum. Uh-huh. We need to secure a power source for the suit. Mmm, power. <laughs> yes, Gum Gum, power. Do you have any ideas for something that could continually power the suit? Continually power the suit. You have Iron Man's heart somewhere in there. Any spare arc reactors? Mm. Yeah, Green Knight might be a. Let me think. But they have that. Cause she's in a cell down yeah. there with it. What kind of power does it like? Where does the power go? Does it like eat it? No, it just continually draws from it. Mm. It's not fuel. Coloring book, perhaps. Something <laughs> that continually generates power <laughs> that can be harnessed. Boomba. Boomba's just a rock. Or is it Don't a, tell Gum Gum that. <laughs> does Doctor Ahem evolve into Doctor Etchu when he's like in the new <laughs> Get out. Uh, Kyborg falls over, dead. <laughs> <laughs> Struck down. He takes 120 points of hit damage. 121 HP. <laughs> okay, that great. I, what do you got? I, I don't know. I'm looking like at what I got. He's only on page three of 85 on his inventory. No, yeah. I mean, I'm, I can guide you. I'm just curious okay. to see what you came up with. I mean, if I, you came I, up with anything. I was looking. I mean, the only thing that I have is one of my staffs, like my javelin of lightning, my rainbringer staff, or my javelin flower. of lightning sounds like it could have some energy. Yeah. It's only once per long rest. Is that not okay some person to use it right now? Well, they said they need something that continually yeah. provides continually. power. Perhaps some broken arcane magic that you have recently acquired? I, oh. I know what you're talking about, Gum Gum doesn't. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Do you have any powerful stones on you? Do you want to be able to make flowers? <laughs> no, we need to make magical energies. Mm, okay, I have a wand that could do that. I'm, I'm not going to make this. I call it Boomba. Oh, Boomba. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make this easy on you guys. <laughs> no, no, not that. No? no. Too powerful? <laughs> Too powerful. <laughs> yes, that, that's it. That would overload our suit. Oh, yeah. Mm. Here, why don't I have a look? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me figure this here, out for you. Here I have some. Here's a pillow I, that I found in a cave. No, that powers you, Gum Gum. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, here's a whistle that doesn't work. Uh, I don't know. Sorry. Here, let me just get rid of this stuff that's broken. Wait, wait, what What about that? That broken stuff? <laughs> oh, oh, this, oh, this is, this is that's, that's magic stuff. That's it. Perhaps we can harness this energy to power the suit. Okay, I was going to turn it into a magic staff, but okay. Okay, uh, there's like a, an open slot in uh, the suit. For clarification, this is Seuss's broken staff. Yeah, the broken staff. Yeah. Got it. Dr. Ahem hands the broken staff fragments over to Meld, Atten, and Dent. They quickly fuse the fragments together and place them inside a small cavity in the center of the suit. Now, to turn it on for the first time, we need a jump start from a powerful wizard. Oh, I can jump. Oh. <laughs> no, not an actual jump, Gum Gum. We need oh. a powerful burst of electricity courtesy of a powerful wizard. Okay, I can do that with my magic uh, javelin of lightning. Oh. It's magic. <laughs> Are you a powerful enough wizard to use that, Gum Gum? Yes, I am. Uh, lightning. <laughs> <laughs> lightning. I want I, that to be I, a text tone. That's what <laughs> and then I try and light, lightning it, or is that was that ready? Yeah, the bolt of lightning strikes the suit, and it begins whirring and uh, uh, lighting up. Eureka! We've done it. Yes. Excellent work, Gum Gum. Here, as a token of my appreciation, let me give you this. What is it? He gives you a small vial. It says, 
This, my friend, is draconic decoction. Oh my goodness. Don't worry, don't worry. It has been reverse engineered to transform the drinker into a dragon. Oh, oh it's the plots of Tabooled. Tabooleans. Yeah. The Tabooleans stuff, yeah. So, is there enough for all of them? Oh no, I'm afraid there's only enough for one use. Can you make more? We can, it just takes a long time. Okay, how, how do we go? We back wait, Gum Gum. Okay, bye bye. <laughs> this is for you. Bye bye. A fair warning, Gum Gum. It's not a permanent transformation, it's a very limited window, so make sure the time is right when you want to use it. Hello. It's hard to say, it depends. Mm. Anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes. And it only works on my friends, the Tabooleans? No, it can work on you. Oh. It can work on anyone who drinks it. Nita. We're working out the magics and reverse engineering it. I didn't even think about that, that a flying snake, if you add arms and legs, is just basically a dragon. Trogdor. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Trogdor, yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. I like to imagine Gum Gum says bye bye, then runs off. <laughs> yeah. Okay, bye bye. Like Naruto runs. Okay. Yeah. Did he need anything? Nope, that was it. Bye bye. You got valet started. And I jump out. Jump out of, of the lab? Well, I, I guess I'll run out the door and then I was jump. Like, don't okay. jump out any windows again. Just, Remember I'm what jump, happened last time? <laughs> I jump start. Oh, gotcha. You jump start. Okay, it's fresh in your mind. I like how I was like, yo, Captain Marge. All right, cool. Come down with me. <laughs> uh, yeah, you all reconvene at the town square. Tremendous work, everyone. Now, if you're all finished, we should head to the dock straight away. And is Dr. Him wearing this mech suit now? They're working on getting him into it now. Like, as you leave, they're, you know, still tinkering with it, getting final preparations done. Is he going to be able to walk when he wears this? I don't know. Mm -hmm. We'll find out. Dr. Him is a robot now. A lot of people don't know this, but Tails Stinky Dragon is actually just the origin story of Master Chief. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, you guys head north as a high noon sun peeks through some clouds overhead. You pass the gates and Captain Marge leads you down a path toward the shoreline. As you near the water, you recognize Bart's old ship, the Jebediah, being restocked. Uh, you all make your way aboard and notice the ship's complement is fuller than usual. You look around and see some familiar faces beyond the normal crew, such as Meld, Duncan, Bezler, Dr. Ahem, who shows up suited up in his new armor. There you go. Is he walking? Yes. Dr. Ahem turns to Captain Marge as she gives him a nod. Are you going to add some like... (laughs) (laughs) To him walking around. (laughs) Uh, We got it. I'm just providing all the sound effects today for you. Uh, Walk up to Dr. Ahem and say, What's the matter? Boulder has you pushing duty pencils. And then I take my robot arm and I clasp it onto his robot arm in like a high five kind of manly situation. And there's a close up of it. Dylan! Yeah. Yeah, you you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He says... Kyborg, you son of a witch. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Ahem clears his throat. If I could have everyone's attention. Brown brand. (laughs) If he's brown brand. Yeah. Here is the plan. We set sail for the land of Tetera. Once there, the goal is to do everything we can to get the Infinites past the border. We will most likely be met with resistance as they only allow people with draconic blood inside. That's why Duncan and I are here. We were both born in Tetra, but Duncan has spent more time there than I. We will disguise the Infinites and Duncan will go with them as a cultural guide. 
Once inside, the Infinites will search for Inku and put a stop to whatever she's doing in Tetra. We don't know if her claim about Bart's parents is true or not, so you will need to investigate that as well. We had hoped to take Sorto with us, but no one seems to know where he is. I'm just, just whistling and <laughs> twiddling my foot. <laughs> While the five of you are in Tetra, the rest of us will be heading northward to Erblum to find and capture Hugh Manor. I believe it is no coincidence that he escaped prison at such a time as this, and he is too dangerous to be ignored. Both teams will stay in contact via Sending Stone and will regroup once our missions are complete. Any questions? Question. Yes, Kyborg. <laughs> hey, Kyborg here. Uh, <laughs> who's watching Paralyte? The Bouldery Guards. Uh, the unnamed city guards. What about Smarsh? Yes, the Bouldery Guards are led by Smarsh. Okay. Next question before we leave. Can I say goodbye to Smarsh? Absolutely, Kyborg. Okay. All right. I, I leave the group really quick. All right. You run uh, back up. Smarsh sees you approaching the town and says, Who goes there? It's me, it's Kyborg, it's your best friend, Smarsh. Let's do our secret handshake. Okay. He's a worm. <laughs> Everyone's gonna have secret handshake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give him good pets. He has to do it with his tongue. How about you just, like, uh. chest bump him? Yeah, I chest bump him. Oh, okay. How and much damage is Kyborg? Yeah, make yeah, a... Like flying through the <laughs> air. Make a strength check. Alright. Mm-hmm. 13? Yeah, uh, Smarsh is very, uh, solid. But you, uh, you manage to land on your feet. You avoid getting knocked on your butt. Uh, you felt like you, you Smarsh is so powerful, you almost got knocked all the way to Totora. That's cool. All right, catch you later. Be safe. Then Smarsh gets back to circling the, the town. That's awesome. Are there any other questions? I uh, think so, yeah. We're going to sneak into, uh, we need dragons. To, no, to... we're going to be smuggled in by Duncan. Oh, I speak Draconic, so I'll be actually useful on this mission. Oh, that's uh, true. Sweet. We'll see if you can make the checks. Bessler uh, chimes up and says, In the meantime, you four need to follow me. And Bessler starts making his way down to the lower deck of the ship. Bessler, buddy. We follow. Good old buddy, buddy. He's not in disguise? No. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. He's become more comfortable around us. Good. I cast Polymorph and make him look like something else. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> I, haven't, I don't think... Gum-Gum hasn't seen him since in non-disguise. Since episode one. Episode one. I am Gum-Gum. What's your name? It's me, Bessler. We met. Oh, hi. I helped you fix your wagon when your wheel fell off. Oh. Bard stole my tool. That's right. Yeah, but I gave it back. <laughs> it'd be really cool to see that in puppets. <laughs> <laughs> to see that story in puppets Yeah, form. just a, a little shout out. We did that clip uh, as a puppet version. So we uh, released that on at Stinky Dragon Pod on all of our social channels. What so a plug. Someone yeah. actually sent a pretty good suggestion via Twitter for another one. And so them say... We're open to suggestions for other spots yeah. in the story or audio clips that you think would be yeah. good for puppets. Anything you want us to recreate in puppet form. Yeah. yeah. We think good, like, one-minute kind of clips, or that could be cut down to, like, a tight one minute. That's and if not... you if you don't give us good suggestions, we'll just puppet this very clip that we're saying right now. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like I had Bart and Marge do a handshake, to, uh, uh, thinking it would be funny to see that uh, <laughs> portrayed a as a puppet. With, yeah. like, an eye patch. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so you all follow Bezler? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, you all follow Bezler down to the cargo hold, and he stops at a large crate and opens it up. No pretense this time. I've had a, a change in heart, or whatever. He looks down at his feet. You have a heart? <laughs> anyway, I'm retiring from my less-than-legal practices and now walking the path of the straight and narrow. Cool. So, I brought my last stash of supplies, and I can upgrade your gear again. 
Who wants to go first? Do we have any... Has Dr. Nahem given us any, like, pay in a bit? It's been a while since we've oh, gotten this pay. is all on the house. Oh, oh dang! Oh, my goodness. We must go to the roof then. Mud opens up his uh, his garden and just shoves everything into the garden. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not quite like that. It's, this is uh, upgrades for some of your items. Yeah. All right, who has to go first? Mud's going first, and he's definitely the first person we said who should go first. Yeah. So, Mud, you have the options to upgrade your shield to a shield of Fortifauna. Yeah. Your uh, signet ring can be upgraded to a ring of Familiar Bond, or you can also upgrade your signet ring instead to a ring of Cheeky Guidance. Oh, man, I was actually going to go with the Ring of Cheeky Guidance because it gives the, the Guidance a plus two to it. It's also a funny name. It is. For, <laughs> for how you approach this. But I, I just reread the things that you can do with the Ring of Familiar Bond, the charges, and I like the idea of making a large gumbo. Am I reading that correctly? That I would enlarge? Yeah. Yep. Okay, then I'm going to go with the Ring of Familiar Bond and upgrade my Signet Ring which will allow me to perform the bind familiar ritual uh, because now Gumbo and I will have matching rings. Yeah. yeah. It's adorable. Yeah. His is more like a bracelet. And basically my familiar will, I mean, he already obeys my commands, but he can take part in combat and I can telepathically, wait. uh, He can take part in combat as a bonus action on your turn. Yeah, he's a bonus action. I can communicate with him telepathically and then the ring has three charges that I can expend one charge doing the following as a bonus action. I can sense through my familiar senses until my next turn. I can grant my familiar 10 temporary hit points for one minute, or I can use enlarge and enlarge or reduce, uh, use the spell on the familiar. Yeah, it's, you can only use the enlarge portion of the spell. Oh, okay, like cool. You cannot use the reduced portion. Yeah. So it would uh, double his size in all dimensions and you multiply know, his weight by eight. I've been wanting to let Gumbo participate in combat more, but I've been scared to have him participate in combat because Gus is blood, you know, him. yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. bloodthirsty. But this allowed me to let Gumbo kind of fight and, not, and be a little less scared. So I like that. Okay, so I'm going to take the ring of familiar bond. All right, sounds good. Bart, do you know what you want? I sure do. So Bart has the options of upgrading the Ring of Truth Telling to a Ring of Truth Zone, uh, an upgrade to the Wand of Magic Detection to become a Wand of Magical Means, or an upgrade for your loot to make it a Loot of Laughable Levity. I'm going to do the loot. Ooh. I get the Loot of Laughable Levity. And what does that do for you? Now I could expend one charge as a bonus action to play the instrument and cast the following spells. Comma motions, levitate, and a new one, gaff of gaggery, which is when you cast a spell, you eloquently remold the memories of listeners in your immediate vicinity so that each creature of your choice within five feet of you forgets everything you or an ally just said within the last six seconds and replace it with a joke or punchline of your choosing. It's a men in black thing. The joke or punchline is the verbal component of the spell. Well, you need to uh, attune this to yourself, Bart. Uh Uh-huh. In order to attune yourself for this upgrade, you must play the lute while telling a joke that gets someone to laugh. Can I do that right now? If you want to do it right now, you can. All right, everybody. Bart's telling us a joke. I'm going to specifically tell this one to Gum Gum. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, easiest crowd. Bring. What does a baby computer call his father? Data. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> it is now attuned and yours. Bring. All right, loot of laughable levity. All right, Mud and Bart are done. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. All right, Kyborg, you can uh, upgrade Elven Iros. Uh, you can upgrade your arm cannon of Everwinter. 
or you can upgrade your longbow of crystallina to a longer bow of crystallina. Lame. Uh, so with the elven arrows, I'll let the crew know this so that they can kind of make a decision for with me if they would like to, to chip in. Uh, one of them is like I get plus two bonus attack with the, the special arrows. I get three charges, so I get three of these arrows per long rest. And then it also reveals a 30-foot sphere. It's the Hanzo arrows from Overwatch. Oh, cool. Uh, so that's that. Our arm cannon of Everwinter just gives like, what, 3d6 bludgeoning damage, 3d6 cold damage. Yeah, 3d10 cold damage. Yeah, 3d10, and, and, it, and it doesn't require ammunition, but it does require its one charge per long rest. And the Longbow of Crystallina, it's upgraded because I can now change who my sworn enemy is. Clarification on that. Uh, so if someone dot doesn't, someone if they become your sworn enemy, but don't die. Right. Mm. Uh, I, do I still have disadvantage on all the other enemies? Uh, yeah, once you've chose a sworn enemy, you have disadvantage when attacking anyone else. But as a bonus action, you can change who your sworn enemy is. That's the whole point, yeah. is that now you can like, change it. You can pop it around. It. Yeah. Uh, also new, while my sworn enemy lives, it has advantage on attack rolls against me. So it's kind of like reckless attack for a barbarian. Yeah. As long as you're fighting from a distance, you're fine. Yeah. Unless they're at a distance, too. What are you going to do? Uh, I don't know. Which one of you guys thinks that that sounds cool? Who, who's thinking what sounds cool? I'm, I'm leaning towards the longbow. Do the longbow. I do feel bad that I don't use my mom's longbow, so I'm yeah. gonna use. I'm gonna. I'm gonna upgrade the longbow. All right. It is now a longer bow of crystallina. Okay. And then in order to attune it, I must be a blood relative of crystallina. Check. And I must cut a lock of one's hair off and braid it into the bow. And I do that. I take my long sword and I snip a little part out and then I just do boop, 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 arts and crafts. <laughs> All right, do you think I see him like down at the bottom? Uh, maybe into the handle. I don't know. I tell Gumbo to grab the hair. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it seems like a cat. Like, with yeah, a dang yeah, yeah. claw. And then, but then you enlarge him. He just yeah, takes yeah, yeah. the bow away from Kyborg. Yeah. Uh, all right, Gum Gum, you're up. You can upgrade your battle axe to become a balancing axe. You can upgrade your staff of flowers to a staff of friendly flowers. Or you can upgrade your friendship bracelets to BFF bracelets. I'm thinking either the staff of flowers so I can cast friends once for a long rest or the balancing axe, which I think is better than the friendly backs of kindness because I can, this just seems like more useful or procs more often at least because it's on every hit. I do want friendly flowers though. This is the last one, huh? <laughs> this is your, this is your this, upgrade. This is the last one from Bezler. Pick your upgrade. I guess I'll do the balancing axe. Okay. And I asked Bezler, is there a way to make this axe bigger. The balancing axe? Yeah, like a balancing axe that's like my old big axe. He scratches his head and says, Yeah, perhaps if we find the blacksmith who can elongate and maintain the arcane energies of the axe, that's possible. Hmm, like melt? Oh, perhaps. Isn't she a blacksmith? Yes, she's on the boat too, but there's Ooh. no smith on the boat. But we have a smith. I thought Meld was a woodworker. She does both. Oh, okay. She, cool. uh, she was like a general craftsperson who tried to learn uh, all the different crafts. Convenient. Mm. All right. I guess I'll do the balancing axe because okay. I think that's pretty cool. I'm so excited to ruin you guys' day with something that I just discovered with my attack. You're not going to ruin our day though, right? No, oh, I'm going to ruin okay. Mike and Gus' You already day. ruin our day all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in order to attune yourself to this axe, Gum Gum, you need to walk on your tiptoes for 24 hours. <laughs> it's going to be very difficult on a boat. I will do my best. I hope you have your sea toes. Your calves are going to be busting at the end of this. Busting. <laughs> busting. Busting. And of course, on top of the upgrades, you're welcome to any consumables as well that uh, Bessler has with him. For freeze? Since Bessler is retiring, he's offering each of you one or two items from his stash for free, but the rest is being used for the mission in Herbloom. 
Oh, well, that changes everything. I didn't even bother looking at the list because I had no money. Can I just go ahead and call out the two items I'd like? Absolutely. Okay. If no one's got a problem with this, I'd love to take the eggless of equipping, which is a druid item, so I doubt any of you really wants it. This is from Nova Rogue 13. Thank you very much. You submitted it on the RT site. And it's a little wooden necklace that's in the shape of an egg. While I'm in wild shape, the necklace remains on my neck. And as a bonus action, I can actually recall one of the items for my equipment. Because when I turn into an animal... You don't uh, have access. I don't have access. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of nice. And then it's good for once per long rest. Yeah. Yeah. So doing that. And then I'm also, since everyone is reading through stuff right now, and I can just say whatever I want... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take the Waste of Time, which is a tattered belt that once per long rest grants the user automatic success on a skill check with the best possible outcome. However, this check cannot advance the plot. You want to do some flirting? Want to perform some acrobatics? Sure, why not? As long as it wastes everyone else's time. As long as we have fun along the way. Um, which I think was supposed to be a dig at Kyborg, but I'm taking this. Um, and this is from uh, Jordo AIG from Twitter. Thank you so much, Jordo. And I'm taking these to my equipment now. Nice. Those are good items. I like them. Anybody else? I see Chris and yeah. Barb. You both have some stuff selected. Yeah, Chris, if you want to go next. Okay. Uh, can I get the cockadoodle collar? Once per long rest, a character can blow into this gilded bone horn. A magical chicken appears in a location of their choosing within 30 feet of the user. All hostile creatures within 10 feet of the chicken must succeed on a DC 15 wisdom save or be inexplicably frightened of it for one minute. The chicken can speak common and will offer a single piece of advice should it be asked to do so. Once it is given a piece of advice for one minute passes, the chicken disappears into a puff of green smoke. Once per one. That sounds like a Chris item. That sounds like a gum gum item. Yeah. Uh, and, and that item was submitted by King Kaiju 7567. Mm. Very cool. And then the other one, uh, the Laz Reverse Elixir of Reversal. When consumed, allows the players to swap their highest and lowest modifiers. The player must consider the consequences as these effects last until the player's next long rest, once oh, wow. use only. So, this Laz Rivers Elixir of Reversal, what, what would that do to me? It swaps your highest and lowest modifier. Let's see. So, it so just like make me really dumb? Probably make you really smart. It would swap your intelligence and either your strength or constitution. Yeah, so your strength would get low and your intelligence would get high. I don't know. I think it'd make me dumb. Maybe. Take it. Take it quick. <laughs> so you can understand. <laughs> All right. I'll get that. All right. And it's one use only. And that's from at Usher Adam. Barb, I see you got some on here. Yeah. So I'm looking at this uh, key mimic. Seems like it could be pretty handy for the team to have. Uh, it's uh, kept in a sturdy jar. This tiny key mimic takes the shape of a brass key. If used on a lock, the key mimic will attempt to devour the insides of the lock, creating a loud noise audible up to 90 feet away. If the DC of the lock is less than 15, after 1d6 minutes, the lock will be destroyed. And the key mimic can be returned to the jar. If the DC is 15 or higher, roll a d20. On the 10 or less, the key mimic fails to destroy the lock, bites the user for 1d10 damage, and runs away. Say goodbye to Kyborg being the only person who can doors. There you go. Or chests. Um, and I don't know if I'm allowed to get two. Yeah, things. I just want to give a quick shout out. That was submitted by Mike Kern. Yeah. That's a, that's a funny item. I like that it's a, item. It's a great item. Yeah, I love it. All right, uh, what else you got? And then I would like to get the basket of Arcana <gasps> Mana. 
Did you want that? No, 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 no. I was worried that there was something else you were going to go for. Okay. Uh, it's a basket of three slices of multicolored glowing bread that grants the consumer to cast any second level spell they already know for free without using a spell slot. Each slice could be shared with the different members of the party. However, due to the mass amount of magic, preservatives, and gluten in the bread, <laughs> they are weighed down and sluggish and must take disadvantage on any role involving movement, so acrobatics, stealth, etc. For the next hour while it gets digested, and then butter and jam are not included, and there's only three uses of it. Yeah. So from my understanding, just want to make sure, um, I do still want this, but uh, each slice can be shared with everybody, or is it like... Is there a maximum amount of people that could yeah. share the slice? I think uh, each person eats one slice. So you could pass out. When you use oh. it, it creates three slices. So it's not like I have three slices, one slice to share amongst the four, and then two slices left. It's like one slice per person. Correct. It's like a total oh, okay. of three slices, and then you divvy up as you see fit. And I assume I don't have to use all of them at once. It's not like, okay, cool. Cool. Yep. My basket of Arcana Mana. But you can't keep them for too long. They will go stale. <laughs> and that's from Daniel Schultz. Daniel Schultz, yes. All right, Kyborg. Kyborg's ready. All right, first one. Gift of the traumatic flagon. Traumatic. I knew you would take it. Did I say traumatic? You said traumatic. Traumatic. Yeah, I meant traumatic. Sorry, trauma. Uh, what, what, what is it again? Gift of the dramatic flagon. There we go. A gaudy flagon encrusted in sapphire. Any creature that takes a swig of liquid courage, beverage of choice, from this flagon grants an additional 1d8 to any charisma-based check. Oh, I need this really bad. If the roll fails, the consumer immediately vomits, taking 1d4 alcohol poisoning damage and 1d4 stage fright slash psychic damage once per long rest. Uh, this is submitted by Barkski on Twitter. At Barkski. Ooh, sounds like this is something uh, that's going to end up being pretty fun at one point. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it works because I need it. Uh, the other one that I wanted to get was Jade Cat of Playful Spirit. I'm surprised none of you idiots got it because this thing's awesome. I wanted it, but I was like, seems like it'd be better for someone. Else. Kick rocks. Once per long rest, this little Jade Cat statue turns into a green cat spirit named Pocket. Or whatever the user would like to name it. Oh, I should name that for one of my cats. Uh, that becomes your familiar for four minutes. Able to do simple tasks and carry up to 10 pounds in its little stone mouth. Uh, lastly, in a 10-foot range, you're able to see through the cat's eyes by saying the following words. Who's a good kitty? Uh, to attune the little <laughs> jade cat, the user must act like a cat for five minutes. Uh, once per long Once per long rest. Uh, this is submitted by Magical Madoka on Twitter. Slash uh, double B flat uh, on Reddit. I guess it's the same person. They just have different usernames. Do you want to... Uh, Let's test it out now. Do you want to attune yourself? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the timer has started. Type of way in the ground. Uh, I, I scratch cum gum and uh, scratch. I get down on the ground and play too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Bezler looks up at you all and you swear there's a tear in his eye. What? I, um, I want you all to know that you're not that bad. I know we haven't exactly gotten along all the time, but I guess... Well, I... I guess it's it's nice that the Infinites actually turned out to be good people like you. I'm going for a hug. I've always liked you, Bessler. <laughs> anyway, this is uh, probably the last time you'll see me. What? Like, seriously, no, no disguises or no fake accents. <sighs> this is it. Someone helped me realize that it's finally time for me to settle down, find a steady job, and help people when I can. Uh, and you hear footsteps approach from behind, and a familiar voice asks, Are you about done, sweetheart? <gasps> you turn around to see a big spectacled orc holding a book and chewing on gum. 
It's Oof. Oh, yes, dear. Just finished up. Aww. Oof. They're together. <gasps> can I give Can I give uh, Embezzler a big hug? Sure. Okay. I guess uh, you know, but the same opposites attract. Yeah. Well, they were like, did they meet for the first time at the cart in episode one? Yeah. Aw, sweet. We had Oof driving the cart, mm-hmm. and then Embezzler came up. You were there when they first met. Wow. Yeah. It's because of us. Yeah, I'll officiate your wedding if you want. You know, unless you guys are already married, I don't know. <laughs> we give them a good rate. Yeah. <laughs> Six hundred gold pieces. Like, <laughs> suspenders. Seven hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Marrying a lawyer. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> your parents must be so happy. Oh yeah, and speaking of which, oh, uh, Oaf does chime in. Yes, I finally did finish my studies and have earned my law degree. Wow. Oh, you passed wow. the bar? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I was trying to think of a joke for <laughs> passing the bar. bar. Yeah, yeah uh, yes, uh, I can officially practice law. Wow. Wow. They say practice makes perfect. And I'm uh, going to be moving to the land of Pharaohs and open a law practice there. Wow, okay. It sounds well. like a spin-off show. All right, who's going to be playing Bezler? Who's going to be there? The familiar voice of Deadman Dreffel calls out overhead. Land ho! Oof and Bezler hold hands, offer you a nod, and head up to the main deck. I was going to steal from Bezler, but I decided against it in the end. Can we join them up on the uh, deck? Yeah. When you reach the main deck on the horizon, you see an island surrounded by a towering wall along its border. The wall blocks most of your view of the island, but you do manage to catch a glimpse of a massive volcano in the center of the aisle. Sail ho! Captain Marge says, Arr, insights and Duncan looks like a scout ship be approaching. You best be getting ready. Hey, can I borrow your uh, immovable rod? I gotta balance. <laughs> sure, sure, you can have it for a bit. Are you on your toes? Yeah. Good. <laughs> That's really smart. <laughs> Duncan asks, Does anyone need help with a disguise? I mean, we, we need to look draconic, right? Yes, yeah. we need to try to pass their test to get mm, in. Let me think. I mean, here. yeah, I, I mean, I do have a disguise kit and I'm pretty crafty myself, but I, I could always use help. Sure. Yeah, Duncan is more than willing to help offer uh, assistance. Uh, how do you want to look? Like, what kind of dragon? Is there a specific color you're looking for? Uh, I would like to be kind of like a like an orangey-red color. Mm. And are you looking to be like... A dragonborn, a cobalt, some other uh, kind of dragon Dragonborn. Dovahkiin, as some say. <laughs> yeah. dragonborn? So like dragonborn. a reddish-orange dragonborn. Yeah. Ooh, nice. What about everyone else? Bart tries to blow fire and he can't. Mud mm. <laughs> uses disguise self and recalls um, an old movie that he saw once about a Scottish dragon. Um, mm-hmm. He was the last of his dragons. Oh. Um, but he had a friend that was a little that was a little human. It was, it was, a, it was a cute little story. Kind of a no, Dennis, Dennis type. <laughs> Dennis Quaid type. <laughs> and was it Dennis Quaid? I, was it Quaid? I, I think, think it was. was. I yeah, think, I think it was. It yeah. was. It was him doing a gruff voice the entire film. Uh. Yeah, so I look like that. Okay. It's, he goes, I'm just gonna, uh, he's going to look like a, a guy named uh, Draco. One of, his, one of his heroes. Mm. Gum Gum Kyborg? Uh, I'd just be a uh, Kyber dragon with wings. A big giant dragon. Oh, 30 feet big. 30 feet big? Yeah. You're well, supposed I, to disguise I, yourself as a. As... Make yourself much bigger. Oh, okay. I guess, uh, how big am I? However, that big is. Okay, you want to be that big? Okay. Duncan says, I believe Dr. Ahem also gave you something you can use to make yourself draconic for a little while. Well, I was, was going to say that. Okay. okay. It makes him draconic, not a dragon. Potato, potato. So what, the effects of it are just, I disguised as a dragon? Okay, let's be very clear. It turns him in, transforms him into a dragon. Into a copper dragon for cool. 15 minutes. Yeah, I can say this for special dragon occasions. So yeah, so Gum Gum's <laughs> just going to ask for disguise help. So you're not drinking it, you're going to go with a disguise. 
Just to be clear. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kyborg, do we get to you? Nope. I need help. I can speak Draconic. Actually, uh, I, I want to say to... Who's helping us? Duncan? Duncan. Or Duncan. I say to him, in Draconic, make me into a dragon, dude. You don't You don't meow it? Meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> and then I, I indicate to my face, and then I like make dragon like body... Just describe features. it for our, our audio <laughs> listeners. I, I, I'm putting my hands up, and I'm like making claws with my hands, and I'm going... Rawr. But I, this is all in cat, though. Duncan turns to the rest of the party and says, Is he okay? <laughs> did, did, did something happen I'm not aware of? Meow, 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 meow. He, he got assigned face. some homework that he has to work on. And so if you could just, while he's doing that, turn him into a dragon. The timer's maybe... actually up. I'm just trying. Oh. <laughs> I'm being a little difficult. You? No. I do have the cloak of manifolds, but that's only like, I can transform my cloak. So I can make it like scaly looking, but I don't think that that's going to suffice. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Everyone happy with their disguises and they know what they look like and what they're doing here? Yeah. Do I look good, Bart? Let me see. Do you, give me a spin. Three, 360. Wee. Oh, yeah. You better work. Rawr, I'm the dragon. <laughs> Scary. A small uh, scout ship draws close and you hear a voice call out, Halt! Prepare to be boarded. Okay. Common or draconic? In common. Okay. Two silver dragonborn scouts board the Jebediah uh, begin walking around. First one says, I'm Nikoti Med. This is Gyupo. We're going to be making sure everything is above boards here. Oh. Mud's nervous and salutes. <laughs> I just now connected the dots. This is where the uh, Tabulians were outcast from. So these guys are kind of like racist. Oh. <laughs> Nikoti Med sees your salute and says to you, Mud, what business do you have in Tatoran waters? Pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> your business is pleasure? Yes, sir. <laughs> Uh, vacation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, then Gupo addresses the group at large and asks, Are any of you of draconic blood? If so, please step to this side. And he indicates uh, the starboard side of the ship. I walk over there like a drill dragon-like. Yeah, Make I mean a performance check. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Why did you have to add spice? Seven. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh. Oops. Are you crawling like a kitty still? <laughs> <laughs> no, like a dragon. He, gets, he starts trying to slither like a snake. <laughs> yeah, the Nikoti and Gyupo both watch you uh, as you walk across the starboard side. Does anyone else go over there? I will go. Okay. And Dr. Ahem and Duncan uh, make their way to the starboard side as well. It might as well. Okay. Uh, Bart, you too, I assume? Of course. Should I do a performance check? Uh, if you walk like a dragon. I'm walking like a dragon. All right, let's see it. He's going to show up. Kyborg. 14. Not the best, but okay, better than Kyborg. They, they, it seems like they don't notice you because they're so fixated on watching Kyborg. I literally rolled a two, and I still oh. had a fourteen. What? Yeah, I have a plus twelve to oh my performance. Oh my, my god, yeah. that is insane. Yeah, Bart. which is why I was just like, eh, I'm not going to fail it. <laughs> Nico Tima addresses the entire boat and says, "Is there anyone else requesting entry into Totora, or is it only this group here?" Uh, no one else seems to come forward, and uh, Giupo is going up to each you and asking, "What items are you bringing with you?" Uh, just my personal belongings, sir. I, I just uh, awkwardly hold up gumbo in two, two hands in front of me. <laughs> Lunch. <laughs> uh, a fresh snack. Very well. Yes. I kiss him. <laughs> gumbo. 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 Okay. okay. <laughs> 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 he has a very confused look on his face. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I, him in this land. You know, it's like he's like when you go to Europe, you do little kisses on the cheek. That's yeah. why I do that with with Gupo. Yeah, you know, you got you go up, you show your passport. Yeah, you yeah, kiss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to Germany. And Nico Time begins uh, rummaging through his pack and says, "I will be administering the draconic blood test to uh, all of you seeking entry into the borders of Totoro." Oh. 
I will require a blood sample from each of you. He goes up to uh, Duncan and uh, pricks his finger uh, and drops a little drop of blood into a vial of dragon scales and nothing seems to happen. I says, very well, you pass. He goes up next to, um, I'm going to roll, see. What's the, uh, what's the thing that happens that shows this person that we're passing? Like, is it like a You're thing? seeing the thing? <laughs> <laughs> Make an intelligence check for me. Okay. 15? It didn't look like there was any reaction at all when the blood uh, hit the vial of dragon scales. Okay. Uh, you suspect that no reaction is a passing reaction. Gotcha. Because you rolled a 15. You're, you used your thinker box and figured it out. Nico Time goes up to uh, Bart next uh, mm-hmm. and uh, asks you to put your finger out so you can prick it. Uh, I, hand, I put my finger out, but at the same time, I cast Minor Illusion to make it seem like nothing happens. When he does the, the when, test. When he does the test. Okay, so you still let him prick your finger. Mm-hmm. You let the blood go into the vial and you try to just make it seem like all good. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm trying to think how this will Okay, first of all, you make a sleight of hand check. Uh, I want to re-roll that. I'm using my inspiration deck. Okay. <laughs> All right, 17. Okay, yeah. You uh, use your minor illusion to make the vial appear like nothing happens. And uh, the blood touches the dragon scales, and it seems like nothing happens. And uh, Nico Tume looks at it strangely. He says, mm, this vial is very warm. Mm. And looks at you. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm warm-blooded. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. We're cold-blooded, right? We're uh, reptiles. <laughs> we had a very spicy lunch. Yes. Mm. Tabasco mm-hmm. sauce on everything. Yes. Mm. I say dragon like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He goes up next to Gum Gum. Hi. Please extend your finger so we can administer the test. I do it. I am Lump Lump, the great flower dragon wizard. Okay. <laughs> and I hold out my finger. Okay. He uh, pricks your finger and a little drop of blood comes out and falls into the vial onto the scales and it immediately bursts into flames. Ah, I told you it would happen. I am a great wizard. Of flowers. Of flowers. Not fire. No. Gupo and Nicotina look at each other and says, an imposter. What? Where? (laughs) Seize him. Gupo pulls out a war horn and blows it. Oh God. Letting out a a loud bellowing. I go, I go to, I go, I quickly go to stuff my hand into the war horn. (laughs) Make a dexterity check. Yeah, I'm using literally my waste of time right now. Is he? Is oh, okay. I'm, I, I am taking that war horn and grabbing it. Uh, it's a very muffled sound, you know, when you yeah. try to like blow a horn yeah. and it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're on a ship, right? Yeah, but there's another ship, the scout ship had pulled up. Okay, so he's the only one from that ship on our ship. There's two of them, Nikotime and Gyupo. Right, right, right. Can I just run and jump off the side of the ship? No, get them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could jump off the side of the ship if you want. What would that accomplish? I run and jump off the side of the ship. While I do it, can I try and do my, uh, attach my friendship bracelets to something uh, against the ship or something? Oh, I got it. I attach my friendship bracelet using the immovable rod to this edge of the ship. Why not just hold on to the rod? I guess that would work too. (laughs) I was going to... Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what. At the very least, Nikotima and Gyupo pull out their weapons, even though their their horn did not sound. Bye-bye. They arm themselves with silvery blades. Everyone go and roll initiative. Oh. Oh. I had a whole plan with everything in my mechanical arm. Well, we're going to hear about it in the next oh. episode oh, of Tales dang. from the Stinky Dragon. Sorry, I'm not dragon. Nat, 20 initiative roll. Oh, now I got to remember these. You said roll for initiative. They'll be, they'll be in the log. Oh, that's true. I rolled a 14 in case you want to write. 22. 
10, 19. All right. Well, find out what everyone rolled in the next episode <laughs> of Tales of the Piggy Dragon. Bye. Bye. I have to point out that I realized something. Uh, I was re-listening to an episode to try to, I've been trying to track down my inventory and I was listening to an episode and Micah, who does the voice of Dr. Ahem, you chimed in and it immediately struck me that you sound, this is going to be such a deep dive, but if you go Google this, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. He sounds like the animatronic professor from Knott's Berry Farm in the time travel dinosaur ride as you walked into the ride oh, like, it, it is but like you like i could play it right now for you guys so you guys can hear I've it i've never been to knott's berry farms it's kingdom of I the Di- it's kingdom of the dinosaurs <laughs> and here's yeah i already had it pulled up here's the intro of the ride wait for it they're walking in interesting yeah, I could. I could yeah, see that. absolutely. Yeah. We 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 went on to that theme park so much as kids, and I loved that ride because I loved dinosaurs as most little boys did. Yeah. And as soon as that, it just took me back. That like, you said exactly like that. I'm still working on my time machine.